Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good morning, everybody. Keith Everett here, broadcasting live from our lovely, rainy downtown Pensacola. And uh, I've got a little uh, little mix-up for you guys today. I have uh, a one on the horn with Skype, and I've got uh, Mr. Mike Van Dyson here in the studio with me. I have Alexander. Alex, how do you say your last name? Hildenbrandt. Yeah, okay. I didn't want to mess that up, man. Uh, with Stonework Franchising. So good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. How's everything so, going? So far, so good. I'm dry. Woke up with two feet on the floor and breathing. <laughs> there you go. That's a head start, right? So, uh, um, Alex, for those that don't know, where are you in the world? I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. Awesome. So still kind of rainy, but yeah. uh, it's okay. Yeah, right on. Um, you live like uh, in the city or in the uh, suburbs or what? I kind of live in a suburb uh, to the south. It's kind of a nice little area called Mandarin. Um, it's kind of like the old mossy oak. Um, nice, uh, nice river systems throughout Jacksonville. So kind of right off of those. Yeah, very cool. So. I, uh, I had a, a college stint at Florida State and at Gonos and uh, would go over to Jacksonville all the time to go see some shows. So you got some pretty cool venues over there. I got to say that. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. That's all right. a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I, unfortunately, now it's six hours away. So, you know, it's closer for New Orleans, which isn't a bad <laughs> gig either, right? Yeah. No, so, this uh, this place is river. This is place is a uh, river city. So uh, I I love to fish. So I had to move move back someplace with a ton of fishing, and nice. this place definitely has that. You do uh, saltwater or freshwater? Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> both as much as I can, right? Yep, every cool. weekend. All right, Sometimes man. So during a week, tell me what uh, tell me what Stonework franchising is and franchise talk, and you know, we were talking before we started. You got to you sound really good on the other end of Skype, right? Which usually doesn't happen. So that tells me that uh, you've obviously invested some time in figuring out what's going to work. Oh yeah. Um, well, just to kind of break that down a little bit, Stonework Franchising is a franchise consulting and brokerage company. I founded after I got out of the military about three three and a half years ago. Now it seems seems like forever, but it doesn't seem like it, it's been a it's been a crazy run. I'll tell you that. But uh, I got out of the military. I came back home from Afghanistan, boots on ground. Month later, uh, drove my family across the country, started my business, and went back to school full time. Um, so it was, it was a little, just, bit a, just a small feat. <laughs> yeah. Just a small feat. Uh, we drove back during that ice storm too. So that was fun. But, uh, <laughs> but I'll tell you what though. Um, I got locked onto franchising when I was, uh, when I was in the military, when my last deployment to Afghanistan, I got, um, we got there second day we got rocketed. Now I've been to Iraq a few times and, and if you've been deployed a few times, you kind of know what that's like, you know? hang out in a bunker for 40 minutes, just right. wait for things to end. You're sort of expecting and, it, right? And you think about, hmm, I need to do something else. So, <laughs> so, so that was, that was how that kicked off. But like the next day on like Fox news network, there, there was a franchise brand kind of, uh, running a, running a piece that, uh, that was on. And they're like, we're, we'll, we'll train you to be a business owner. And that was my aha moment in life. That was, I always knew I wanted to be a business owner because all the you know people that I've seen in the past and what they've had and what they've done and how they've built their lives and everything I've ever wanted. And I'm sitting there in a crap hole in a bunker getting rocketed on, on a daily basis. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. I think that's what I need to do. Yeah. So I, I was an Intel guy. So I locked horns with franchising and found that there is a lot of veterans out there that, uh, that don't know it's an option, that have a lot of misconceptions about it. And if they only knew... And instead of spending the 
twenty or thirty thousand dollars on the crap Mustang they bought and could have had a six figure business. Yeah, they just don't know. Go. All right. So that's, that's, that's became a fair a trade. That's how I started Stonework Franchising. I even called the name, like nobody knows what Stonework Franchising means. It's like, well, I, I founded the name in a bunker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was it. So, so I, I, it doesn't have any meaning to anyone but me. But um one of many, I guess, marketing blunders when I first got into things. But uh, <laughs> what I <laughs> this what is I lesson do, number one. <laughs> yeah. What I do as an intel guy in the military, uh helping battlefield commanders build information packets to make big decisions. I do the same thing now for people trying to find franchises. Because if you've ever tried to do that, it can be quite daunting with uh, Google. Everybody thinks Google can solve everything. But when you're talking about accurate information to invest your retirement savings into, Mm -hmm. it it just doesn't doesn't flow right. And you got to find one that matches you. Because if you don't, you're running a lot of risk. And a lot of people ran into blunders that way. So what I do is I'm a free consultancy that mitigates quite a bit of risk. And I am not very old, so I rely very heavily on my ability to collect information and uh, and gather very expensive information that many others don't. So that's that's what Stonework Franchising is. Uh, like like you said, I have a, of a kind of a franchise talk. I interview brand presidents and directors and development people across the nation, international brands that sometimes are pretty big. I interview them live on Facebook and put the videos in certain places, but. Um, just so people can actually see what it's like before they hop on the phone and start having a really intense conversation and waste, you know, they can waste a lot of their time and others. And um, now I'm the brand director and developer for three brands. My biggest project just turned into me being a co-founder of another reboot brand called Cuppy's Coffee. So I'm really into building it right now. It looks like we have our first franchisee coming on board and, uh, and I'm excited to get that wrapped up and underway. Very cool. Okay. So, are you're not limited to any style of franchise because you know when when you say the word franchise most people think either you know coffee shop or mcdonald's or fast food or or casual service or um, what is it fast casual but there are multiple types of franchising i mean that's just a business model am i correct it's actually a business strategy if if you've ever been in you know been to college and, and gone through a basic business course it's just one of those little segments that's not covered too in depth because it's just a strategy that's all it is there's over 4,200, I'm saying closer more now to 43, 4,400 franchises out there and growing every single day. I'm um, trying to help that happen. And we have a couple of franchise brands growing out of, out of here as well as Pensacola, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Okay. So there, there's franchises growing all around you. You may not know what they are, but they range from the brands you see every single day driving down the road to some of the really obscure, weird things out there. We, we've got, uh, there's a couple of them like that was Pooh Wizard or Duty Calls and it was uh, <laughs> Doggy Waste Removal Franchise. And nice. you know what? They were really profitable, but you would never know that if you never looked at their, uh, never actually looked yeah. at the opportunity. So it, it ranges from unique to everyone knows it. Yeah. So All right. So what are your top five right now that, that you think are successful franchises? Well, I'll tell you what, man. Um, you, Really we got to pay for that information and what you're looking for. <laughs> right. Okay. There's a catch. There's a catch 22 in franchising. I think a lot of people miss that. I would say if you're talking about just average unit volume and dollar. Yeah. A lot of the senior senior home cares are, I mean, just because of numbers are they, they face a lot of challenges. You have to be the right one for it. They do a lot just in dollars though. You're talking about fast food being having some of the top franchise, the top net worth franchisees in the entire world. Period. Yeah. Yeah. So they there's a couple of them that buy for number one. 
But um, and there is a listing of them uh, in Franchise Times if you ever get the chance to look it up. Um, wow, you, they got you, their own magazine, you, huh? Yes, they do. Yeah, <laughs> those guys are those guys are heavy rollers. They're really big. They hold very large corporate entities that uh, that are massive. Yeah, own you know like four hundred Taco Bells, things like that. So, um, so what's the what's this what's the difference between business model or or business strategy between uh, you know a franchise and just owning you know five or six locations? Well. You know, the, the strategy of franchising is, is just based off of you as a successful business owner, knowing how to duplicate your process and duplicate it efficiently and do so well that you can make someone else successful, even if they pay you. The two things that are always in franchising are royalty and a fee. Yeah, it keeps them in a solid 100% ownership position without too much of an aggressive partnership taking hold. So that leaves a lot of comfortability for both parties. And what that does is it, for the franchisor, it allows them to leverage other people's capital, entrepreneurial spirit, dedication to wanting to open their own and really attain the new American dream um, of owning your own business and being financially in control of your future. Um, that, that really gives them the ability to do that, but not to, not to put so much risk ahead of them that where they have to open up their own thing or do it by themselves. It's, it's really, they're being given guidance to be able to open it up. Okay. And you, they leverage that capital to grow brand profitability or brand awareness, which is a strength and a value all its own. It's incredible. Right. I mean, some brands have even affected our, well, a lot of brands have affected our culture. I mean, in the way we do things. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, we've got, uh, I've got a gentleman here that I graduated high school with and his dad started with Subway years and years ago. And I think now he's probably one of the top franchisees in the entire organization. And he must, he must, I think, get royalties from probably six or 700 of the stores. And it's just, it's absolutely amazing watching him over the last 20 years completely changed the face of, of, you know, not only sandwiches and grinders and, and subs, but just to watch them go through having one to five to 20 mm -hmm. to, you know, scaling to 800 now, which, you know, you can only do so much, but, but he's still active, but, you know, and I can think of, there's a couple of firehouses around here and they're all owned by the same. Um, yep. there's a couple, uh, I'm trying to think of something that's not food. That's a franchise. So, um, our payment well, uh, systems, like credit cards and payment systems now. No, no, no not, not so much, but uh, uh, cleaning companies, pet stores, pet services. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I mean, just about every industry you can think of, uh, digital marketing, there's even some in um, um, multi, uh, let's see, real estate, um, mm -hmm. uh, let's, real property management. You yeah. got one of those okay. around? Yeah, yeah, we sure there do. There you go. There you go. There's <laughs> like, I think there's like two of them here, actually. <laughs> Yeah, there are those that's a, there's an affordable one that does very well for you. Yeah. I'm even I even got well I've I've networked for them for years now, so um, I even got their coffee mugs. I drink an obscene amount of coffee, by the way. So well, that's why you know what I'm probably there with you. It's supposed to um it's supposed to prevent Alzheimer's, so that's good, and uh, it actually helps me stay normal. So yeah, no, <laughs> good I'm, on you. I'm right there with you. I mean, I, I lived off the of stuff in Iraq and Afghanistan, and um, it just keeps you from killing somebody. So, <laughs> <laughs> so is, uh, is, is that what's gotten you into the being a co-founder with the coffee company you're working with now? No, actually, that was quite coincidence and very ironic in nature. And yeah. it was very, very cool. Um, now I know more about coffee and the coffee business than, than I've learned about quite a few things. So yeah. I'm pretty, pretty excited. But not only we don't just do coffee, we do uh, we do sandwiches, these things called bagel steamers. That's a new thing that's not seen everywhere. So we're really sure. excited to roll that out. And uh, and also um, 
actual fresh fruit smoothies, not the not the chemical stuff in bottles that you pour over ice and yeah. kind of like see at the fair. A lot of places do that, and uh, it's just not how we roll. So that I'm really excited to to roll this out, and we we've got a few locations getting ready to go up. So happy with that. Very cool. Okay, so what are the three major brands that you that you were talking about earlier that you're working with? Okay, so. Cuppy's Coffee, I'm a co-founder of. I own a, Essentially, I'm a partner in it. And so I have a vested interest. I'm very excited. I put most of my time into that one. But I've done a lot of consulting with uh, Max Tenders. If you've ever been to Jacksonville and you've been to Dick's Wings... Mm-hmm. Um, I know that of which you speak. <laughs> a lot of people around Jacksonville, it's, it's a cult attraction. It's been here for almost 30 years now. Yeah. Um, a guy named Mike Rosenberger founded it, uh, uh, like I said, 30 years ago. And he grew it from nothing kind of in a slow way. But uh, he called me up about two years ago and asked for my help because I was a guy to know in Jacksonville. And uh, he was starting a new brand. So Max Tenders is his new brand. And he's been a franchisor in two different concepts that he built over the last 30 years. So he knows what he's doing. So even though I'm a younger guy, I really rely on franchisors or people been in franchising for years and years and years on their operational and development experience. And I come at it from a little bit different perspective. So, yeah. So, okay. And then what's the third one? The other one is Dental Sense. It is a company and we're getting ready to look at a merge. It's kind of getting off the ground at a slow pace right now, but uh, it's kind of a work in progress. It is the very first dental practice franchise. And the only way we were able to do that is because once again, the franchisor, he has a founder, he has years and years and years of experience. He him and his family built um, largest dental company, Aspen Dental. Oh, yeah, we got some and, of those here. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, they're all over the country. There's yeah. thousands of them. Anyway, so they've opened thousands of dental offices that have been very, very successful over the years. And um, he's getting ready to acquire Dental Smart. And I think that's what we're merging into. We're, once we're going to have that, we'll have like 27 corporate offices and a lot more to launch off of. So I'm pretty ecstatic about that. Although both those are kind of on the back corner right now, Cuppy's Coffee, um, the co-founders, uh, the other two founders out of Greenville, South Carolina, man, like you said, uh, Subway years ago, they got in thirty year, almost thirty years ago, yeah. into Subway, grew with them, and that was kind of the foundation of of their experience. And so they've been building businesses for thirty years as entrepreneurs, and they're good at it. And I love working with them. Yeah. So that's why? Where, that's why I'm stoked. Why that's, coffee though? Like, don't you have like seven Starbucks on your corner right now? Right. But when you're, when you look at a lot of the coffee, I mean, the the big attractors to coffee are obviously the margins and your market. 50% of all adults in the world drink coffee. That was the statistic. I thought it was more than that for sure. You can find these statistics. I mean, at, uh, I mean, granted, that one's a loose and it's, you're talking about the entire world population, but you're looking at the National Coffee Association. You can pay for a lot of these statistics. I think the reports are about 700 bucks or so, but Mm -hmm. that's, it's a really cheap price when you're talking about data, um, accurate data. But uh, when you look at when you look at the rest of the market and who you're targeting, if you're trying to go to head to head with Starbucks, think again. I mean, a lot of right. mom and pops have learned that lesson the hard way. A lot of franchises have learned that lesson the hard way. I mean, heck, look at Quiznos when they tried to go head to head with um, Subway, Subway and the five yeah. foot, five dollar foot long, or even Blimpy, they lost too. Yep. Quiznos had a great concept. I love Quiznos. I like eating Quiznos. But the problem is that their model took a shift and they forced people in a bad direction, went under a bunch of lawsuits, and there's a lot to learn from that. Yeah. 
And these are a lot of the case studies throughout history with franchising that you learn and like, okay, well, this is what we can pay attention to. Right. So when we look at building this brand and the reason why we took it on as a project, even it has negative publicity in the past and that's okay. We bought it as a trademark. We're reaffirming it to our vision and image. And we know the concept works because they've been in these businesses for years. The reason you look at coffee is it's a great attractor. Right. And you look at 70%-ish margins with, with the coffee as a whole. But at the end of the day, you have to do a lot of volume, particularly if you're competing head-to-head with sure. Starbucks. But you've, 40, got, but you've got 40, room to upsell. Yeah, and 46% of people who drink coffee, drink coffee out of home, and they tend to be 35 years and younger. They tend to be. I'm not saying that's the case. Sure. But when you're looking at a whole demographic, heck, even my wife does it. You know, she'll go out to like a gas station or something like with the kids and on the way to school, got to get them here, got to get them there mm-hmm. on the run constantly. Or, you know, you're, you got busy schedules and you got family life. You, you go by some of those places and that food's crap and it still costs a lot. Yep. So when you're talking about us, we're talking about a holistic cafe. It's kind of a home away from home feel. It's got uh, it's got the aesthetics to to really attract the people in the coffee crowd because we do have a fantastic roasting company, fantastic roasters supporting us with specific coffees with stories of their own in farms and villages all over the world, and that's something that we're going to be displaying. and And, and it's a great thing to be able to support those people because they have some amazing stories themselves. But when you're looking at the coffee, the coffee's delicious. Oh, good lord! My my suits. I go to the roasting facility. My suit my suit still smells. Like coffee. And oh, that's like one of my favorite smells, man. Yeah. Ever. So when you're talking about coffee, it's the great attractor. Is it the is it the prime focus? No. It we look at doing a few things. We have some things in our menu that really hit home and does great margins across the board, no matter what business, as long as you do it right and as long as it's a good product. And that's what we are. We're really just a hybrid because at the end of the day, all three of us as partners have great digital experience and have an infrastructure of people who create programs for us. We have digital builders. We have these assets. We know how to support and that means we know how to market. And they the, definitely the partners have thir- over 30 years each of experience in developing and building businesses, small yeah. businesses and particularly franchises. So so, uh, so so what's a talk to me about what's an onboarding process with you look like for, you know, if somebody's interested in in you maybe doing some work for them? Well, I'll tell you, if if it's somebody looking for a franchise, it's just straight looking. They haven't been approached a franchise and they just heard about it. And they just need some education and they want to see if it's possible. My onboarding process starts with a simple phone call. If, if you don't want to get on the phone and talk about what you want to do and where you want to be and what your hopes and dreams are and, and what you want to get out of it, looking for information is just a, it's just kind of, um, it's kind of like window shopping. It can be done, but it's not not really effective right, right. Uh, at the end of the day. But just really, we go through a uh, kind of a semi-mentoring process. I work with veterans a lot, almost exclusively for a while, um, just because that was my passion, was to help them become yeah. successful business owners and hire other veterans. So I have great, I, I have lists of different abilities and patterns and tactics we can use to help get them in, get them in efficiently and, and help them with financing, funding, finding it, figuring things out. So I have a roadmap with each of these scenarios. So a scenario for veterans in transition, I have a a roadmap that we customize to them. Um, If it's somebody who's just new to franchising, I have a roadmap that we customize to them. If it's somebody who's looking for multiple units, 
you know, because they have franchise experience or because they have business ownership experience right. and want a little bit more of a manage the manager role, semi-passive role, but need still wants to be a part of the build out and build up. We've got, um, we've got our own process. We have processes for even, um, you know, some things that, uh, master franchises. Sure. Um, so you're, you're tailoring to, you're tailoring to, to, to the needs of, of your clients. Yeah. I pretty kind of have to looking at you're going to a life transition. And I think I've got that down pretty packed after trying to transition out of the military on E5 pay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, just not to mention just like, you know, the integration back into society and stuff. I mean, yeah, I know it was weird. We've it done was, some it was a little strange. Yeah. We've done some work with uh, uh, a couple other organizations. There's a, a organization called Booyah Mortgage. I don't know if you know yeah. them, Shane. No, I've, I've got him on my LinkedIn, I think. Yeah. And uh, one of the things he's building this place called Sparta down in, uh, it's between Gainesville and Orlando. Yeah. He took some old uh, airplane hangers and he has converted them into a full on, like, six week transition. Uh, entrepreneurial boot camp. So you literally come out of the military, but you're still in boot camp, but you're learning all of the same sort of entrepreneurial skills and sort of seeing what your options are. And then from yep. there, he's pushing them out. So through doing some of that work with him and talking with him, I've, I've gone to understand how much really comes with the transition of coming out of the forces into, you know, uh, civilian life is not... He was- as easy it's as strange think. going just into civilian life, but it's even stranger when, yeah. you, when you go into a full, you know, yeah, um, to a business, <laughs> business owner. You got to go into you go into a very open, personable uh, business to business sales role. Yeah, um, I, I was an interrogator in the military for eight years, and 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 mostly deployed. I'm sure, that comes in handy. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I hated people coming out of the military, so. Yeah. Well, that that that's not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just hated people, and you know what? It was almost therapeutic in nature to be able to talk with entrepreneurs. That's all I wanted to do. I'm not. Um, I, I know I have to watch my mouth quite a bit. Usually, I have zero filter. I'm a walking HR nightmare. I know I'd never be able to get employed, but um, <laughs> that, that that just comes off as I just really don't blow smoke up people's butts to tell them that they're going to be able to do it one day and yeah. it's going to happen. Right. No, just tell people how it is and what the information looks like and they make the decision. Yeah. And I don't really have to sell anybody on anything. It's usually, I have great presentations. We match things to people. I give them actual franchises that fit their their area, get around the catch 22 of franchising. Uh, catch 22 of franchising is usually, um, you know, people when they find something they like, it's usually in their own backyard. They see sure, something like, sure. oh, there's franchises available. I want to own it. Well, it's too late. Right. You know, it's it's there already. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, the, the thing about it is everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon when everything's big, secure, yeah, and built and you're, up. You're, you're right. You're too late by then. You're too late. Yeah. The biggest and best advantage is to getting in on the ground. Like ground floor, there's always obviously bigger risks, but that's the reason why I get behind people who've done it before and who have experience. Sure. That's what you look for. That's the sure. key. That's the trick. Awesome, man. Well, but um, anyway, uh, that's that's why that's why I got out and did this is because uh, we've seen a lot of stuff and transition end is really hard. So if you if you look at it from a uh, perspective of CEO, just not wanting to not wanting to uproot his family again and again and again, he right. finally gets comfortable. I've worked with CEOs. I've worked with teachers. I've worked with a lot of people with professional backgrounds who finally just want to own something and sure. and usually their background, their experience, and what they want to do and how they their their lifestyle affects what kind of business model. Does does the business require you to be away from the house? Does it require you to go travel? Does the business model require you to go out in the public, meet and greet? 
Maybe that's not comfortable for you. Maybe you don't want to do that anymore. And, and so the business model will depend on the brand and the industry. So there's so many out there and so much different pieces of information you have to put together. That's what right. I help people with. Usually cool. it can take you years and you won't come out with anything. I yeah. did it for a year and a half. I came back knowing 70 franchises I didn't qualify for. Yeah, right. I talked to somebody like me. I learned he, he very first phone call. He's like, you need to be doing what I'm doing. And uh, so very first phone call within probably a few sentences, he picked what he, he hit me head on and uh, found what I, what I was good at. And I loved it. So there at the end go. of the day, I do the same for other people, but usually we go through quite a bit more of a process than just a single phone call. So, yeah. Right on. All um, right, man. Well, if, the, if, uh, if anybody's interested or they want to find out uh, where they can get some more information or get in touch with you, where do we send them? Well, um, if you want to get in touch with me, you can go to stonefran.com, S-T-O-N-E-F-R-A-N.com, or you can uh, look at uh, look at Cuppy's Coffee, look at Cuppy'sCoffeeFranchise.com. Check it out. If you go through there, you're definitely going to get me. Cool. Uh, I'm, I'm the person who onboards and works with people, but most importantly, as a franchisor, they have to vet and validate. And this is coming from the franchise broker in me, is right. if, if you want to approach somebody, particularly a franchise, and it's a two-way validation. It's like a marriage. You've got a date before you marry because that's a long-term contract. You got to like the people on the other end. And so each franchise has a vetting and validation process you're going to go through. And most of them are different. They differentiate, you know, depending on the model and right. naturally what they want, but they're looking for certain people. And they're they're you're going to go through their process and they're going to vet you and you're going to vet them. And if you can come to a mutual agreement, it sounds like you found the right one. There you go. So we have our own. And you check out cuppyscoffeefranchising.com. Hit me up and uh, it, you'll, you'll see Max Tenders popping up here soon. And you'll see Dental Sense and Dental Smart. And, cool. But if you really want to hit me really fast, uh, you can find me on Facebook. I have a lot of the videos I was shooting kind of to his point earlier um, on Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. Alexander Hildenbrandt or... Uh, uh, you can find Stonework Franchising on uh Yeah, on and we'll and we'll we'll share some of your links and stuff too when we repost from here. Yeah, All so right. you'll be good to go. So man, thanks for hanging out with us this morning. No, oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate you. So um if, are you gonna stick around or do you need to get off? No, I'm gonna stick around. Okay, cool, good, because when we're done, I have got a couple of things I want to shoot across your bow. So cool. All right, Mike. Even even right, you've been so patient, man. <laughs> no, uh Alex was fun. Uh excited. So your whole world's just changed from what you, I mean, that's, that's why you're here, right? Um, yes, it has. Or, or I guess our whole credit card world, right? Basically, the credit card world, um, is making a, a huge change as far yeah. as processing, accepting payments. Yes. So tell me about it. Do well, I get to save money? Are you, <laughs> no. save, a lot, save a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> um, for, since I've been in this, so I used to be in the financial sector for years and obviously, um, um, after the 08, 09, uh, years, I, I left for obvious reasons. It just wasn't fun anymore. And, and anyway, that's another story. So, um, when I got in, I looked around and found merchant services, which is, uh, if you don't know out there is, is credit card processing. It's, uh, every business out there needs a, um, merchant account to accept credit card. Yeah. They don't do that on their own, huh? No, not at all. Not at all. So, but when I got in it, you know, like anything, like I think, uh, it's, it's the, the sales model across America where from cars or whatever it is, is save money, save money, you know, cut it, cut the price. So that was a sale for a long time is saving, um, merchants, businesses money. 
But there's a thing called interchange, and that's what is charged by the banks that actually issue the credit cards mm-hmm. and the, the brand, whether it be Visa, MasterCard, whatever. And that, that amount of varies. There's about 300 different uh, card types, interchange types, all that. And you can only go, you can only cut to that point. And then as a processor or as an agent, whatever, you're not making any more money. So right. it really doesn't make any sense. Um, and to do that really didn't save the business that much money. So recently within, in the past year, um, they've come out, uh, in Florida and some other states, a lot, it varies from state to state, but in Florida, I'm going to talk about Florida since we are in Florida. Yes, we Texas. are. Yes. Um, just barely. Yeah. <laughs> just barely. <laughs> um, it's, it's a cash discount program. And, um, basically what it does is, Get, let's get back to actually what the fees are. The the every every a uh, every business that has a credit card processing account, every time they accept the card, mm-hmm. they have to pay one of that fee. So they accumulate over the month, and that total fee for all the volume, all the transactions added up, comes out of their bank account mm-hmm. to pay those merchant fees as as a percentage, right? And so generally, and they all. Very. It's very close. If you if you average everybody across the board, they're going to be very close to three percent, yeah. more or less, depending on some factors there. So if you if you're if you're taking ten thousand dollars, that's a good three hundred dollars. Sure. I mean, and and I have accounts that pay anywhere from fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars every month. Yeah. Taking just for the convenience card. of being able to take credit cards. Exactly. So what cash discount does, it actually um, allows the the merchant to pay one flat fee, and it varies from company to company. And there's a lot of different programs out right. there now. But what it does, they can offer the customer, uh, basically we'll say, if, uh, would you like to say whatever the fee we set up, mm-hmm. um, let me back up here, when, they, when the, the customer is checking out, actually paying, mm-hmm. would you like to save, say, a dollar? Or do you want to put it on your card? So what it's doing is actually transferring a small fee to the customer, to the card holder, instead of the business paying all the fees that yeah. they have in the past. So you know what this reminds me of of like back in the, the late eighties when gas was was cash or credit, right? And you always paid more for credit, so you usually ended up paying in cash. The the oil companies and gas mm-hmm. stations have been doing it for years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, well, you thought it went away for a little while because it wasn't up on the sign anymore, but right. it's at the pump, right? Oh, yeah. So you, oh. yeah, you'll see it when, when you go pay cash. So, um, okay. So, so like what has spurred all of this on? They've just decided to just be generous or what? Well, no, it, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work that way, does it? The, the, this, this is the truth. And like I, going back to when we were trying to save all these business money, mm-hmm. that was a sale. Um, we might be able to cut their rate. And rates vary from credit cards to debit cards, et cetera, et cetera. We might be able to cut their rates somewhat, but in the end result, um, we might save them 20 bucks, 50 right, bucks, even a right. hundred bucks if they're overpriced a month. But, but everybody's afraid of change. And is it worth changing who you're, if, if you're getting your money in your account and you're not having problems, is it really worth changing going with somebody else to save sure. 50 bucks a month? Yeah. And unfortunately, um, it is though. And you're, it, I mean, it's cutthroat in your industry, isn't it? It's, uh, it's, it's like the culinary world, a qu- well, quarter more and you're out the door. Yeah. Yeah. It is like that. And actually, when I got into business, the only real way that you made any upfront money is by leasing machines. So right. I've, I've talked to many, many, many business, too many that I like to uh, say that 
got into a a credit card processing account mm-hmm. and leased a machine that might sell for four hundred to five hundred bucks and even less today, mm-hmm. and they might be paying fifty to sixty dollars a month for four years lease. So they're paying actually better than two grand for a for a yeah. machine. And and you and I know Welcome especially capitalism, there you go. <laughs> especially and you know the business failure rate in 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 restaurants or even retail is is phenomenal. Seventy I mean, percent. It's terrible. So and all these leases were personally guaranteed. So it doesn't matter if your business failed, right. closed, whatever. You still owed. You still owed. Yeah. So well and it sounds like this time now, at least it's being passed on, like the savings can be passed on to the customer, right? So, because yes. when you say cash, that really means I just, I have to put in my pen, right? It's, no, 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 no. No, it's straight up cash <laughs> straight or up it's cash on the card. or a gift card or something like that. Okay. It's cash. So even debit charges, a, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Now it's, now debit charges a lot less sure. because basically it's, it's two things they're looking at. There's risk. There is no real uh, risk and especially pen debit mm-hmm. that transfers funds immediately. Yeah. There's more fraud in credit cards, and of course, there's more risk because because um, it's 30 days before I even yeah. figure out that you just screwed well. Me. <laughs> that, that's another thing that a lot of people, a lot of merchants, don't even understand to this day. This is actually a loan, right? Right. Because when when you process that card, that those funds are going to be in your account 24, 40 hour, hour right. something like that, and it may be 30 days before that processor yep. gets their money back from you. Yeah. So there's there's a there's there's a lot of factors in this business, and most most merchants don't have a clue as yeah. to why they pay, what they pay. the 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 merchant statements are wildly confusing. Sure. And so, um, and that's that's what I do when I got into this business is to see if I can help that business person understand why they're paying right not in the details that i know because it's just overwhelming it'll, it'll yeah. knock your socks i'm off. sure it's so exciting yeah. but <laughs> it's, it's, i get excited but believe me most merchants are happy uh, if they're just getting their money in their account sure. we don't hear from them anything when i hear from them yeah they've got you know, it's, a it's problem yeah. yeah yeah and so that's it and so this is the first time that i can bring something to them to significantly i mean we we can we can cut their rates from 80 to 90 percent yeah and and the customer gets to save too right because everybody's really starting to pass the stuff on to the customer right right you know the you're custom, paying that service fee yeah and when the customer understands how much a business is paying they understand and to truthfully <clears throat> it gives us more margins also it makes yeah. more makes it makes it's still beneficial to be in this business. Yeah. So, and, and I know a lot of people will think, oh, well, whatever, I'm paying a couple cents on a dollar or on a transaction every time I go. But, you know, one of the things I learned being a chef was there was always that one ounce of heavy cream left in the carton, right? Mm-hmm. But when you multiplied that out times how many you used a week, times how yeah. many you used a year, times 20 years, it ended up being like $30,000 right. worth of waste. Right. So you have to almost look at it this way. It may only be 30 cents here or 20 cents there, a dollar there, but we, how many times do you use your car today? Like right. I, like I don't carry cash barely, so yeah. I know I'm using it a good three or four times a day. The number, nationwide and globally will blow your mind. Yeah. trillions process every. Single I believe day. it. I mean, obviously, that's why there's so yeah. many of, yeah. of those companies. Yeah. But I'm in the wrong back, business, man. <laughs> <laughs> but to get back, the first account I set up here in Pensacola was a small pizza shop about four months ago, and of course she had a, she didn't have a lot of apprehension about about adding the fee to the customer because it's, it's all disclosed there's signed it has to be signage has to be on the receipt and we teach them what to say to the customer 
But after a month, I went back and said, is it affecting your sales? She said she had one lady that had a problem with it. Other than that, not. But the big thing she said is that she said with that $600 a month that she's mm-hmm. saving, she can invest in it, buy more product for her business right. and sell more. Yeah. So it's huge. It's not like they're going on vacation. It's freeing up yeah. a lot of cash for them to put back into their business yeah. or repair. Yeah. Whatever. I'll tell you, as a small takes. business owner, man, 600 bucks will get you pretty far. Oh, yeah. That's that's almost two months rent for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll take it. So. Exactly. All right, man. So if somebody like, I mean, I know you're going door to door because you really got to educate people mm-hmm. on this, but if, if somebody hears this and they want to get in touch with you, where are we sending them? Basically the best way uh, is go to coastalpaymentsystems.com, our website. Of course, they can uh, give me a call directly at uh cell phone, 850-380-2854. Again, 850-380-2854. But it's really on the um, our webpage, uh, coastalpaymentsystems.com. Contact us. And there's actually a page with a lot of information about the cash discount yeah, program. Yeah, we'll walk you through yeah. it. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming in and chilling thanks with me. Thanks for having me. me. And, uh, okay, guys, so this is, uh, this is something new that we've started uh, as of last week. And so we, we signed up for a rewards program here for Pensacola Business Radio. But this is really cool because as much as we support small business and those that you know, patron small business, this rewards program, we, we sought out because it's going to help both. So, um, the way this works is you can go to the site. If you're a business owner, you can sign up and they will send you traffic. Okay. So that basically whether you're an e-service or it's basically like the next Groupon pretty much is how it's going to work. So if you're a business and you're signed up, they will put deals together and send you traffic, whether it's somebody purchases it over the internet and comes in and uses a gift certificate or whether people actually show up physically at your store. If you are a, a patron and you sign up, you get the rewards, right? Regardless of whether you buy the, coup- the Groupon or not. So there's different levels. Everybody gets some kind of percentage off. And then, and of course, there's obviously the deals and stuff. So it's, it doesn't cost the, the business anything and it doesn't cost the patron anything to be a part of it. The really cool part is, is that you get, you get the money back that you save comes back in cryptocurrency, right? So it's for some people kind of gets a little scary or a little tweaky, but if you guys have anybody's followed Bitcoin and watched it, it's worth more than a dollar. So when you get a dollar back, it's really like three or four dollars, right? So this is a new cryptocurrency and it's, it's launched and it's, it's headed in that direction. So you'll get, and and you can cash it out, right? You can move it just like you do any other kind of cash or, or money through a bank. Um, but you end up getting more because of the value that's being driven on the other side through some of the investors and the trading and the, and the, the legitimacy of it. So it was really weird and it took me a second to wrap my head around. But once we did, I was like, this is really smart. So. We're passing it on as our rewards program here for Pensacola Business Radio. So, um, if you, if the links will be on our site because this gets a little tricky, but if you got a pen, write it down. It's bitquick.me. All right. That's B-I-T-Q-Y-C-K dot me slash 592-553. All right. And so we'll put the link on our site and stuff. Um, and there's, you guys can go check it out. When you click on that link, it'll walk you through it. It shows you where to go. If you're a business owner, it shows you how to, how to sign up. Um, and if you're a patron, it shows you, you know, all the deals that you can get and the places you can shop through and stuff. I mean, we've got everything from like travel to food, to clothing, to, you know, trips to the casino and stuff like that. Just like any other Groupon, or I'm trying to think what's the, the other one that came before Groupon, but the, the little, uh, 
the coupon books the kids used to sell. Right. That's what it reminds me of, right? So anyway, go check that out, guys. And then uh, if you need to find us anywhere else, we are at Picola Radio X on Twitter. We're at Picola BRX on Facebook. Or you can find us on our website at Pensacola.BusinessRadioX.com. This has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters. Mm-hmm.